what's up guys real quick do we have any youth pastors in here all right if you're a youth pastor just go ahead and come up here and we have a special uh card for you guys all right sweet all right now that we got that out of the way um welcome guys how are you guys doing today good okay maybe a little bit tired all right all right sweet so um if i haven't met you yet if i haven't met you net yet uh, can't talk today my name is Joseph. I'm a college student from the San Francisco Bay Area. Do we have anyone else from the Bay Area here? All right, let's go. Let's go, Warriors. All right. Do we got anyone from SoCal? Anyone from SoCal? All right, all right. Do we got any, anyone from, like, Central California, maybe out of state? Okay, we got a few people. All right, well, wherever you're from, I want to welcome you all to our seminar today, and we're so excited to be with you. In this workshop, we are excited to share the ways that God is using students just like you guys to reach your generation with the gospel message, and it's our hope that you'll be inspired by some of the stories that we share to share your faith at your schools. So, um, let me just get a show of hands. Who here goes to a public school? Raise your hands. All right, good number of you. All right, who here goes to a private school? Raise your hand. All right, and two hands up if you go to homeschool. All right, let's go. Awesome. All right, sweet. So, in this workshop, we're going to show you how you can proclaim the gospel clearly and confidently with your friends and with your whole school. That is the main goal of today's seminar. And we also want to share with you one exciting opportunity to lead outreach at your school, and we'll give you three specific challenges to help you actually share your faith. And by the end of this, you will be able to walk away with practical training to bring the gospel to your schools. And post-camp, our ministry is ready to come alongside you guys and mentor you guys and show you how to be effective in sharing your faith. So there is a response card in uh, your packet. Go ahead and throw that up. So uh, if you're interested, you guys, can, you guys can fill this out by the end of our time together, and we'd love to follow up with you guys. And also in your packet, you got a worksheet right here to take notes. So this is just so you guys remember what we talked about today. And then on top of that, we got a gospel tract right here, which we'll, which we'll use later. And uh, we have something called a life book, and we'll talk more about that later. So that is what is in your tool belt today. Um, so let's just go ahead and jump right into it. I want to ask you guys a question. What problems do you guys see at your school? Just go ahead and shout them out. What problems do you see at your school? Bullying. Bullying? Okay, that's a good one. Drugs. Saying bad words. That's a big one. Drugs. Yeah, anything else? Suicide, that's a, that's a big one too. Totally, totally. Lukewarmness, yeah, totally, totally. Yeah, and there's, there's, there's so much, there's so many problems at, at our school. There's skyrocketing anxiety, there's broken families, depression, drugs, lack of self-worth. All these things are physical symptoms of a spiritual problem. Students have a hole in their heart that can only be filled by Christ. And praise God, Jesus can set them free from habitual sin. He can remove their shame. He can forgive them. And he can give them purpose and hope beyond the circumstances of this life. And guys, this is the crazy thing. We can give that good news to our friends. So raise of hands. Who here has ever tried to share their faith with someone before? Raise your hands. Okay. 
Keep your hands raised if it was maybe a little bit awkward, just a little bit. Okay, keep your hands raised if it was totally worth it. And it totally is, guys. Sharing our faith is totally worth it. I believe that you guys came to this workshop today because you want to make a difference. But maybe you don't know how, and you guys are not alone. We're going to spend the, t- the time that we have in just a bit driving Uh, diving into how you can clearly share your faith. And we've helped students in over 500 schools overcome their fears and share their faith at their schools. And God can use you and you can do it. So I want to tell you guys a story about a student named Jackson. Jackson was a student just like you guys from Richards High School in Chicago. And he decided that he wanted to be used by God at his school. So we trained him how to start a Christian club at his school, and he decided to host an outreach event on his campus. During the outreach event, over 270 students came to hear the gospel from dynamic speakers, and dozens of students accepted Christ right then and there at lunchtime. One student in particular that Jackson followed up with was named Muhammad. Now you see Muhammad, he grew up uh, with, a, with a Muslim background and uh, he decided to come to the outreach week nonetheless. And by the end of that outreach week, God had gotten a hold of Muhammad's heart and Muhammad decided to give his life to Jesus. And after he did that, this is what he said. He said, I am not a Muslim anymore. I've decided to follow Jesus. And right now, as we speak, Muhammad is reading through the Bible and has experienced the joy of knowing Jesus and the love of God that comes only through Christ. Check out what he wrote on Instagram recently. He said, God, thank you for making a way for me to have a relationship with you. Show me how I can spend intentional time with knowing you in Jesus' name. Amen. Isn't that insane? That's a student who literally, not even a few months ago, was a Muslim. So guys, if you don't get anything else out of this talk, I want you to get this. If God can use Jackson to reach Muhammad with the love of Christ, he can use you to reach just one of your friends at your school. You might be thinking, okay, Joseph, that's cool. You know, it's cool what God did with Jackson but you don't know me, Joseph. You don't know how shy I am. You don't know how many insecurities I have. You don't know how much, you know, how many struggles I have. There's absolutely no way that God could use me to do any of that. Guys, not only can you do it, but God reminds you that he's with you as you, as you, as you share the gospel. According to Ephesians 3, Matthew 28, and 1 Timothy 4, God is able, God is with you, and God can use you guys even though you're young. Now, you might be able to see that the Lord is with you and that he's called you to proclaim the gospel to others, but you might also think, yeah, but I'm not allowed to at school, right? Wrong. Actually, you are protected legally to share the gospel on your school by two laws. So let's talk about those two laws. First, we got the First Amendment. Has anyone here ever heard of the First Amendment before? All right, cool. We got some junior lawyers in here. Awesome. All right, so the First Amendment guarantees freedom of speech. speech. Awesome. So it guarantees freedom of speech during non-instructional time. So this means that you can openly talk about Jesus. You can pass out Bibles. You can wear Christian merch, and the government can't come after you for doing that. The second law in the books is the Equal Access Act, and this essentially states 
that Christian clubs are to be treated equally to secular, secular clubs um, or clubs from other religions. So essentially, uh, if a Harry Potter club or like a chess club or a uh, vegan indie alternative punk rock club is able to host events on campus, bring in guest speakers, bring in food, so can the Christian club. So now that you know it's possible and you know that the law is on your side, what can we do? So for the rest of our time, we want to dive into how you can actually share your faith. And my simple question for you guys is this. What if God used you to reach your friends, your classmates, your school, and this entire generation? What would be different? And as you think through that, check out this video to see how God used students just like you guys to share the gospel to their whole school. Sharing the gospel at, at Tienega is something I feel like to do because um, I really feel just this darkness at the school. I feel like just this light in this, in this dark room. It's hurting so bad and students don't even know. They don't know how wonderful Jesus is and that's what I hope to tell them and bring them the good news. I really want my peers to know just like the sacrifice that Jesus made for us and just how much God loves us and unconditionally because it's such like just a broken world and people feel so unloved and feel the need to um, just be fake and like gain people's favor by like following the crowd and there's something so much better if they just pursue Jesus and just give them hope in their lives. You may be the only Christian that they've talked to ever or that has really been intentional with them. It's really cool to see um, the fruits of like what happens at these outreach weeks. Uh, we've seen uh, probably hundreds if not thousands of people hear the gospel at our school. A lot of students who are not only coming for the food but they're coming to hear what the speakers are talking about. We got to partner with some really cool pastors throughout the week that came in to do rallies at these schools. So they came in and they spoke on the gospel. Some of them shared their testimonies. At, our, at my home church, we're told all the time that high school is the biggest mission field in the world. And I really get to see that with all the hurt and broken students on our campus. And for me, this has helped me because it's helped equip me with the tools that, I, that I'm gonna need. Especially during Outreach Week, you really have to step outside of your comfort zone. It's just really helped me to be more bold and confident in my faith everywhere that I go. I could never imagine like having such a cool like event that like so many students are going to and hearing about God. All of a sudden the pages of scripture become alive to them. Now it's not just a, a distant story in the past and that would be nice if it happened today, but they get to see God experience in miraculous ways right in second period at their school. It's amazing. Awesome. Let's give the Lord a round of applause for what he did at that school. All right. Uh, what stood out to you guys from the video? Just go ahead and shout it out. What was that? Kindness. Kindness. Okay. Anything else uh, stand out to you guys from the video? Helping the broken. That's, that's a good one. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. The amount of people that came. Yeah, wanting to spread the word more. Determination. Oh, sorry, can you repeat that? 
Yeah, yeah, wanting to spread the word of God to different schools. Awesome. Those are all super good things. All right, and uh, if you guys want to, go ahead and write on your worksheet, what kind of impact do you guys think an event like that could have on your campus and in your friends' lives? Just go ahead and write that down in your worksheet. So I want to talk about what it looks like to lead an on-campus outreach. To host on-campus outreaches like that, it takes Christian club leaders leading them. Because if I were to go onto your guys' campus and start preaching the gospel with the bullhorn, I would be arrested in like 12.5 seconds. So the only people that are legally allowed to share the gospel to students are students. So um, do we have any Christian club leaders in here? Anyone who leads a Christian club? Okay, awesome, awesome. Okay, we got two. Awesome, awesome. Well, I think it's amazing what you guys do. Um, And we believe that Christian club leaders are actually in a unique position on their campuses as leaders. What if um, you could give every student on your campus the opportunity to hear the gospel before they graduate? It's possible, and we'd love to provide ongoing support to help you guys do that. And if you're not a Christian club leader, uh, you can still do it. Go share this vision to the leaders of a Christian club at your campus and, sh- and, and try to partner with them in order to host an outreach event like this. We've seen it done before. And if there isn't a club on your campus, that's, that's cool too. You can go start one. And we have a bunch of videos on our website that can help you guys do that. And if you go to private school, you can still lead outreach. So many students on your campus still don't know Jesus Even if it's a Christian school, there's still a lot of students who don't know Jesus or are faking it. And hey, they might not listen to the chapel speakers or teachers, but hey, they might listen to you. And if you're homeschooled, share the gospel with other homeschool students. Maybe help a public school host an outreach or even host one yourself through your church or at your house. Actually, we've seen homeschool students host outreach events at their churches and at their houses, and students have actually gotten saved through that. So God can still use you. And for those of you who just graduated high school, how cool would it be if you could come along students near your college by coaching them to do outreach? Let us know if you're, if you're a graduated senior on your, your response card, and we'd love to follow up with you. All right, so for all of you, just fill out that response card that we gave you by the end of our time together. And um, also, if you're interested in receiving mentorship from us, we'd love to give you guys mentorship. And you can check out this website, uh, decisionpoint.org slash camp, and uh, we'd, we'd love to connect with you guys. All right, so now I want to dive into three practical challenges for all of you to share the gospel this year. So we've got the Pray 5 Challenge, we've got the Give God's Word Challenge, and we've got the Go Witness Challenge. And so we're going to dive into all of these. So let's talk about the Pray 5 Challenge first. So the Pray 5 Challenge, when it comes to sharing our faith, undoubtedly our most powerful tool is prayer. And the Pray 5 Challenge is simply this, commit to praying for five students for five minutes each day, for five weeks and see what God can do. And as you pray for those students, ask God for three things specifically. First, that he would open doors to you to share the gospel with them. Second, that you would share the gospel clearly and boldly. And finally, that the people you share the gospel with would come to know Christ through those conversations. So um, I wanna go ahead and talk about our second challenge. And that, oh wait, before we talk about the second challenge, I actually want to invite you to take the Pray 5 Challenge right now. So 
on your worksheet, go ahead and write down the names of five people that are in your life who don't already know Christ. It can be anyone. It can be your friends. It can be your worst enemies. Maybe a kid who sits all by himself at lunch. Heck, put your bully on there. Write down the names of five people in your life who you want to know Christ. I'll give you guys a few minutes to do that now. Give you guys a few more moments. Who here has written down all five names? Show of hands. All right, cool. Who's written down maybe three names? Two names? Who needs more time? All right, okay, cool. I'll give you guys some more time. Um, awesome. As, Yeah, totally, totally. So the, the three things that they're going to be praying for is they're going to pray uh, that they would have open doors to share the gospel with their friends, that they would share the gospel clearly and boldly, and then finally, that the people they share with would accept Christ. Awesome. All right, and as you guys are writing down those last few names, I want to go ahead and transition to our second challenge, and we like to call it the Give God's Word challenge. And the Give God's Word challenge is super simple. It's literally to just give out God's Word to as many people as you can at your school. You might be wondering why we should do this. Well, today there is an unprecedented, unprecedented amount of biblical illiteracy, which is really just a fancy way of saying people have no idea what the Bible says. Actually, 50% of students have never heard John 3.16. John 3.16, one of the most basic verses in all the Bible that sums up the gospel so beautifully, 50% of people have never heard it. And even more, don't even own a Bible, let alone have picked one up or have read one. Like, what if we could change that? I want to tell you a story. Mariano was a student uh, who came to the end of an outreach week, and uh, he, he grabbed a Bible, um, and he took it home. He read it. God got a hold of his heart. He got saved. And then, guys, he became a youth pastor in the years to come. And that's just one Bible given out to one student. Imagine what could happen if you gave out even more at your school. And like I share with the First Amendment, you are allowed to pass out Christian literature as long as it's not during class time. Specifically, we also encourage you guys to pass out these things called life books. These are super cool. It's literally just the book of either Mark or John, depending on which one you get. And there's cool little annotations in there um, for students that maybe have never read the Bible before. And on the back of the life book, there's this super cool website called thelifebook.com. And if you show that to your pastor, uh, he can actually order hundreds of these little guys for you guys for free to give out on campus. So you guys can pass those out too. And uh, with that being said, I want to bring us to our third challenge, and that is the Go Witness Challenge. And this is my favorite challenge for a few reasons. So 
check this out, guys. What if beyond sharing the gospel with the five people that you just wrote down, what if you could share the gospel with your whole school? And there's actually a way you can do it. So pick a date this fall and proactively start conversations about Jesus with students on your campus. Yes, students you may not even know. Grab your friends and do it together. You can write down the names of a few people you know who would be down to join you. Sounds scary? It might be at first. Feel like it'd be awkward? It, it doesn't have to be. It's so worth it. So let's root ourselves in truth, and then I'll give you guys some practical training to, to how you can actually have these conversations. So super quick, let's talk about three things the Bible says about why we should witness. So first, we are God's ambassadors. God is pleading through us to people to be reconciled to him. That's a beautiful image of how God uh, redeems people. Second, uh, God commands us to proclaim the gospel. And finally, if we don't, then who will? So my question for you guys is this. When God opens the door, will you be ready? When God opens the door for you to share your faith during any of these challenges, maybe with your friends um, or your peers or even heck, your teachers, will you be ready? We want you guys to be. And that's why we're going to take the remainder of our time here in this workshop to teach you how to actually share the gospel. So there's five steps to sharing the gospel. And uh, it's, they're also on your worksheet. So the five steps to sharing the gospel are simply this. Prepare for the conversation, begin the conversation, share the gospel, invite the person you're talking to to respond, and prepare for follow-up. And we're mostly going to focus on those first three points because most people get stuck there just starting, so we're going to focus on those three points. So you want to prepare for any conversation you have with anyone about Jesus by starting in prayer. Uh, when I do evangelism on the streets, Anytime I talk to someone, I always pray beforehand. I ask God for a few things. I'll ask him for boldness. I'll ask him for, for courage. And uh, sometimes I pray a, a little something like this. I'll be like, God, I know that you want me to talk to this person. Give me the right words to say. I pray that you take me out of the picture, and I pray that you would speak to this person's individual needs. Help me to share the gospel with clarity. Help me not to leave anything out. And I pray that you would just allow this person to encounter your love. As simple as that. Just pray before you start. Second thing you want to do is um, literally walk up to the person, just, oh, just walk up to the person and start the conversation. It's really as simple as that. Uh, even just saying like, hey, how's it going? What's your name? Easy way to start. Um, so uh, I want to talk about what you do after that. So after you kind of introduce yourself, uh, you want to ask a transition question. So this is a question that that kind of lets them know like, hey, I'm gonna share the gospel with you. So you can ask something as simple as this. I don't think I've ever asked you before, but um, what are your thoughts about God or what's your faith background? Super simple. Um, so you guys can actually go ahead and practice that question right now with the person next to you. I don't think I've ever asked you, but what are your thoughts about God? Go ahead and practice that right now.
All right, sweet, sweet. So uh, that question is good if you already know the person. Let's say, let's say you don't know the person. Like, let's say you're on the streets or you're at your school and you really want to talk to someone about Jesus, but like, let's say you've never met them before. Uh, this is an easy way to do it. Um, can I use you real quick? Sure. What's your name? Tyson. Tyson. All right. So I'm gonna go up to my friend Tyson here. Uh, oh, Titan, dude. That's that's a sick name, man. All right. Sweet. So uh, you can just ask something like this. Hey, what's up, man? Um, my name is Joseph, and I'm actually going around asking people what they think about God. Is it cool if I ask you what you think about God? And you don't have to respond, but um, simple way to do that. Just ask them, like, hey, I don't think I've, or just say, like, hey, I'm going around asking people about God. Is it cool if I ask you what you think about God? So go ahead and practice that question with your partner. Go. Sweet. So, um, super simple, right? A super important thing to keep in mind is when someone tells you what they think about God, it's actually super important to, to listen to what they have to say. Like, you don't want to just tune out and think of ways to, like, roast them or rebut them. You want to actually, like, think, like, okay, like, I want to be cognizant of what this person believes because we can't address their specific needs unless we know what they actually actually believe in where they're at. So it's important to hear what they have to say. And then after you do that, you want to ask a permission question. And so a permission question is as simple as saying, hey, thank you so much for sharing with me what you believe. Is it cool if I share with you what I believe? Super simple. And guys, uh, in my many years of sharing the gospel with people, I've never had someone turn me down after asking a permission question. Because, I mean, if, <laughs> if you have the courtesy to listen to someone else, they're bound to have the courtesy to listen to you. So go ahead and practice asking a transition question. Turn to your neighbor and ask them this question right here. Go. Sweet, sweet. All right, guys. So now, uh, now that you've asked them your transition question and your permission question, and you've like started the conversation, now we're going to dive into how you actually elaborate the gospel to someone. Now, you see, the gospel, it's simple enough for a child to understand and be saved, but it's complex enough for the greatest of theologians to never reach to the bottom of it. But you can summarize the gospel uh, with four simple points, and this is a great place to start. So when I repeat these points, I want you guys to repeat after me. So you've got God, 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 our condition, Christ, and our response. All right, let's do it one more time. God, our condition, Christ, and our response. All right, sweet. And you can, you can jot that in your worksheet if you want to. Uh, so let me unpack these points for you guys. So first, um, 
God want, created you to know him personally. He loves you and wants to be in relationship with you. Second, we are all sinful and separated from God. Third, thankfully God didn't leave us in our sin. He made a way. God gave up his only son, Jesus, to die on the cross to pay for, this, to, for our sins and pay the debt that we owed. Then he rose again, defeating the grave. Jesus is the only solution for our sin, and he is the way, the truth, and the life. But everyone has a choice. If you individually place your faith in Jesus and believe in him as your Lord and Savior, then you can know God personally, encounter his love, and have eternal life. So what do you think? What would keep you from making that choice today? Guys, we just summarized the gospel in like a minute and a half. And that was so simple, just four simple points. And obviously you can elaborate on these points all you want, but that is a great place to start. So what we're going to do now is we're actually going to practice summarizing those four points with our neighbor next to us. And we've given you guys a gospel tract, and those four points are in this gospel tract. So if you want to read through this with your neighbor, you can do that, or you can just go off of the screen right here. So go ahead and practice those points. God, our condition, Christ, and our response. Go. All right, sweet. So you guys are doing a great job. I was walking around just kind of listening to you guys. You guys are doing fantastic. All right, so there you go, guys. We walked away with three challenges that we can do this year to share our faith and practical training on how to share the gospel. And it excites me to see how God can use you guys to reach your generation. I want to close by inviting all of you to take out your response cards and considering partnering with Decision Point as a leader wherever God has placed you. Students just like you guys across the nation are deciding to make a difference at their school by proclaiming the gospel. And you know that students are in desperate need of a Savior and that Jesus is the only answer. So let's proclaim the good news together. So 
becoming a decision point leader is simple. It means that you are saying yes to these three challenges that we just mentioned and slash or leading an on-campus outreach uh, in the fall and spring. So I wanna challenge you guys. Will, uh, yeah, will you say yes to these challenges? Will you decide to be used by God at your school? And we'd love uh, for you to fill out that response card so we can follow up with you uh, with one of our mentors and talk through more ways that we can help you share the gospel on your campus. Some of you may be, uh, maybe feel compelled to reach your school with the gospel. And um, I want to challenge you guys to just mark yes, where it says like, hey, I want to lead an outreach at my school this year. And as a ministry, we love to partner with you and your youth pastor to offer ongoing coaching so you can most effectively proclaim the gospel at your school. We got some amazing resources. We got like 40 training videos online. We have a super cool starter kit that we can send you guys with some of this merch and uh, some, some tools that we can give you guys. But most importantly though, we want to come alongside you and connect you with other students across the nation who are also proclaiming the gospel at their schools. And I want you guys to know that you are not alone. And so if you know for sure that you want to lead outreach, um, we'll send you guys one of these decision point shirts in the mail along with some other cool stuff. And if you're a youth pastor, we have a separate response card for you guys that you can fill out at the end and uh, give to us later. And even if you're not a youth pastor, even if you're maybe an elder at your church or uh, just a, a leader within the youth group, feel free to, to fill out uh, the separate card for youth pastors. And if you didn't get one, uh, my beautiful wife, Becca, can give you one. All right, so I'm going to give you guys a few minutes to fill out your response cards. And when you guys are done, you can just go ahead and shoot them our way, and you guys are good to go. So thank you.